Amen. John chapter 14. I'm going to, of course, this morning, I might not preach with a microphone this morning. My kids always remind me, Daddy, you don't need a microphone. So if this doesn't resolve itself, I will uh, gladly slip into that. But I, I want to veer off course just for a moment from the sermon series on provision to talk about peace in the midst of the pandemic. Peace in the midst of the pandemic. I realize that there are many different emotions that have taken place even this past week. That there are some who would naturally, because of their paradigm, fall more into the category of precaution. And if you're not careful there, that precaution could easily slip into the category of fear and worry. And then on the other side, you have individuals who kind of shrug their shoulders and say, Come on, folks. Leave my toilet paper alone. I, I realize that there is um, a lot of layers to what's going on right now with this pandemic. We've got the medical layer that in and of itself, I'm thankful that we have health professionals that are in our church. By the way, if you're a doctor or a nurse and you work in that, I just want to be, I just want to tell you that I'm committed to be praying for you during this season. And we as a church love and appreciate you and we're going to be uplifting you in prayer. Can you say amen to that? But I'm grateful that there are people much, much smarter than me trying to figure this all out. But I have also noticed that there are people who think they have the answer to it. And so there's a medical layer that we're trying to sift through. There's a political layer that I'm not even going to mention, but there is a political layer that many people are making commentary on. And then there's a spiritual layer of trying to sift through that. Of questions like, well, how much of this ties into the last days versus how much of it just ties into the fact that we are living in a lost world and this is a part of just the fallen world that we're seeing take place right now. And so you have all of these different layers that we're trying to sift through. And my job as an individual and also as your pastor is to say this, listen to me people, let's stay right here. Let's have a little bit of a balanced perspective. Let's make sure that we're not falling off of one deep end or the other. And in the midst of it all, let's not forget about the God that we serve. In the midst of it all, let's remain confident that we have peace in the midst of all that is taking place. And so we've been in the middle of a series called Provision. But really this message falls into line with that because we've been talking about 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 where Peter says that God has given us all things for life and for godliness and I am grateful this morning that one of the things that God has given us is peace. John chapter 14 verse 27 says this, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Now let me just go ahead and ask the question, whose peace is it that we can have? So I don't, okay, <laughs> whose peace is it? It's the peace of the Lord. Here's what I'm grateful for this morning. It's not my peace. It's his peace. And Jesus said it this way, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. 
In other words, aren't you grateful that, listen, my peace does not have to change with every Facebook post that comes out. My peace does not have to change depending on what channel of the news that I'm watching. My peace does not have to change, listen to me, regardless of how this unfolds before our eyes, even this week, God's peace does not change. It does not change. If it gets better, I have the peace of God. If it gets a little bit worse, I can have the peace of God. I do not give to you as the world gives. That He does not give His peace like a shifting shadow. One moment you have it, the next moment you don't. No, 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 no. His peace is sure and steadfast. And listen to me, His peace can rule and reign in our hearts in the midst of even this. Now get this, Jesus then says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now let me ask you this, whose peace is it? Let me ask you, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Is that a suggestion of Jesus or a command of Jesus? Okay, so let's talk about the peace of God just for a moment. Let's just call this a devotion where Pastor Mike gets slightly preachy along the way. Okay, I just want to remind you about a couple of things about the peace of God. Number one, peace is a part of our inheritance as a believer. That you and I have peace. First and foremost, we have peace with God. How many of you are grateful that whenever you gave your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible says that you had transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That prior to getting saved, that your heart and my heart, we were at enmity toward God. That there was not a rightness within us. But the moment we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we crossed over from darkness into belonging to the enemy and belonging to ourselves and belonging to the world. And we crossed over and now we are in the kingdom of light. And guess what part of that inheritance is? We have peace with God. No longer are we at odds with him. No longer are there, is there an obstacle. No longer is there that chasm of sin that we are now in the presence of the Lord and I am at peace with God. But guess what? Not only do we have the peace with God, but we have the peace of God. We have the peace with God and we have the peace of God. What does that look like for you and I? Here it is. Whenever Jesus was on the cross, the Bible says that he declared out of his mouth, it is finished. And the Bible says that after he was resurrected, that he ascended into the right hand of the Father, and there he sat down. And the Word of God also declares where Jesus says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my what? Footstool. And so what is the imagery? It's the imagery of Jesus having declared it is finished. There is rest. There is peace for our soul. And not only that, but I have sat down and now I am propping my feet upon the world. In other words, I'm propping my feet upon the very things that cause you and I to lose your peace. I can just testify of something this morning. Jesus is not pacing all throughout heaven, worried, with his arms folded, going, 
what is the Heavenly Father going to do about this? No, 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 no. Listen, you and I, as blood-bought, born-again believers, we have, as part of our inheritance, peace with God and the peace of God. We have that. So secondly, that ties into this. You've got to understand this. Peace is practiced. Meaning, Jesus said it this way. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I just pop quizzed you. I said, is that a suggestion or a command? And all of you said that is, it is a what? Okay. All right. But then you have a pandemic. Or then you have a crisis in your family. And then you have a downturn of economy. I'm going to tell you right now, if you follow the stock market this week, you have felt like you are on a roller coaster. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That is the command of the Lord. But listen to me. That is a command that you and I must fiercely appropriate and practice in our life. Okay? Let me just have a pastoral moment with you just for, for a second. Whenever you see pandemic and you see national crisis and you see all that you see, it is a very natural response for you to get a little unsettled and even a little bit fearful and scared. Can I say that? Okay? Because sometimes, listen, what we do is go, oh, I got a little stressed. I got fearful. I got scared. Does that make me unspiritual? No. It makes you human. Is there something wrong with me that I get a little nervous about my family? No. It makes you a loving dad, mom, spouse. Okay? So everybody take a deep breath. And as I've told you before, take a chill pill. Okay, there are going to be some natural emotions that we face in seasons like this. It's not a matter of whether or not we will experience those emotions. The choice is what emotions we choose to allow to pre eventually prevail in our minds and our hearts. Whether or not we choose to continue to dwell on that or if we take every thought captive and make sure that our minds are fixed upon the word of God, fixed upon the promises of God, understanding the authority that we have as believers through the blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, if you're not careful, the panic will cause you to lose sight of the principles and the promise and the presence of God. And it is our choice when Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have to have an exercise of going, okay, this is what's real. And this is what's natural, but I'm choosing now to fix my heart upon the things that are above, not on the things below. And as a result of that, I practice peace. How many of you have ever been in a season or a moment of your life where one moment you have peace and the very next you don't? And all of a sudden, you got to change the channel of your mind. And one moment I've got peace, and the next moment I don't. How many of you have ever been in that season before of back and forth? And for some of us, listen, we've battled it moment by moment throughout the day. 
But I'm just encouraging you. I'm imploring you. Listen, as your pastor, make a decision to focus upon the Lord in this season. It may not be wise for you to read everything on Facebook about the coronavirus. This is what's called a dramatic pause. To allow this to get settled in, that listen, some of us are turning to Facebook more than we are the Word of God to derive our sense of emotional well-being about this. Let's choose. Do not let your hearts be troubled. What does that mean? God, I'm going to pull away and I'm going to intentionally get my mind wrapped around this word just a little bit more and allow your word and the peace of the Holy Spirit to wash over me. It might take some practice, but it is an exercise well worth your time. Peace is practice. Here it is. Number three, peace flows from perspective. What happens as a natural result of being in God's word, what happens as a natural result of making sure that you're encouraging yourself in the Lord, what happens as a natural result, listen to me, of turning on praise and worship music to fill your car, to fill your home, what is a natural result of all that? You get a different perspective. Okay, listen to me. Right now, church, this is the opportunity for us to show the world where our hope comes from. My hope is in the Lord. Is it yours? We have a perspective of this. With the Lord in the background, who can indeed supernaturally release his power and his might and bring an end to this. Absolutely, that would be a good place for you to say amen. But in the midst of a lost and fallen world, listen to me. In the midst of looking at what is fallen, don't take your eyes off a risen Savior. He is risen, and he is risen indeed. And not in any way to sound morbid, but listen to me. Jesus promised in this world, you will have trouble. It was a guarantee from God himself. But what does he say? But take heart. I have overcome the world. I've overcome it. He has been crucified. He has come out of that grave. He has ascended upon high. He has sat down at the right hand of the Father. And guess what? He's going to come back for you and I. My hope is not in the things of this world. And in the midst of crisis that is taking place, let's not forget the one who still holds the world in his hand and the one who has promised to come back for you and I. My hope is not based on a what. My hope is based on a who. And peace flows in our life whenever we make sure that we have a balanced, mature Biblical perspective about the day and time in which we're living in. Now let me say one thing that perhaps you will not like. I got your attention there, didn't I? Uh, 
this is the first time I think probably a pandemic well, that I know of in my lifetime has ever hit America. This is the first time in some way this will affect many people in our life in a very practical way. There are people who may not be able to work and get income, that there are uh, places that you won't go to, that you won't allow your kids to go to. This is one of the first times, listen, here in America that we have been affected by something um, that would be of a global nature that I can remember. Okay? But there are people all across the world in other places that may not be battling the coronavirus like we are right now globally. But, listen, who are battling hunger and starvation and all the things of this world that in America we take for granted. That day in and day out, their very daily existence is so far different from what ours is. And I just think that this would be a good season as far as perspective is concerned for us one more time to be grateful, to be grateful to the Lord for Him allowing us to live for such a time as this, where we live, how we live, that God in some way has blessed us and entrusted us with resources to turn our hearts, listen to me, from ourselves into a world that, listen, is battling darkness and shadows of a fallen world that are usually much darker than even what we face here in America. Is it okay for me to say that? Does that undermine at all what's taking place? Absolutely not. Does that mean that we as Americans, we, we, we don't need to make sure that we're taking precautions, doing all the things that are necessary? Absolutely not. I'm saying, though, in the midst of it all, let's allow the Lord to revive our perspective of who he is in the midst of this, his promises, but then also remaining grateful. Where else does peace flow? It flows from his purpose. So listen, this is the opportunity for us as the church to be the church. To be the church, the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. Right now in my neighborhood that is full of young kids, I've got moms and dads scurrying, trying to figure out how to have their kids watch during the middle of the pandemic. I am not saying to you that I'm going to open up my basement and start my cult daycare. However, what I will say to you, listen to me, is that just like I said never before has a pandemic like of this nature hit America the way that we're seeing where things are practically unfolding in consequence before our eyes. In the same way, it's the opportunity, the moment for the church to meet the needs of people in a practical way. That for those that are fearful around us, that do not know the Lord, what an opportunity is it for us to come in and listen, have hope, and to have light, and to speak life, and to be an individual that has a paradigm that maybe the lost world does not have. What an opportunity would it be for you to a lost co-worker or neighbor to say, you know what, I hear what you're saying, I know you're scared, let's go ahead and pray right now. I mean, people are fearful of being sick. What an opportunity it is where maybe you don't lay a hand on 
but to reach out your faith and say, do you mind if I pray for you right now? Right now, there are children in our community that may not be have, have meals for the next two weeks because they're dependent upon the school system to feed them. Right now, there are elderly, both in our church and in the communities in which you live, that are going to need a little bit of more love and care and attention because this pandemic hits that demographic harder than any other pandemic. This is what I'm asking you to do. Listen, how many of you believe that God gives us peace? Then be practical in expressing love for people in this season. If there was ever a time, listen, to be neighborly, it's now. Now, they may not want you in their house. But I'm telling you, there is an open door of ministry that if you're willing to walk through, that you will have in this season that perhaps you will not have whenever all this is done. Walk through that doorway. And then also, number five, remember this. Peace flows from his power. Come on back, worship team. Peace flows from his power. How many of you believe that Jesus can still look at a storm and say, be still? That there are storms externally that he can look at and say, peace, be still. But then there are storms internally within our hearts that he can look at and say, peace, be still. How many of you are grateful that you can keep calm? Keep calm, people. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't think I've ever taken more pictures inside a supermarket than I did this weekend. The Holt family went out to a fancy restaurant two nights ago called Waffle House. And I took a picture because I have never seen Waffle House so clean. I got it on my phone. The measures that are being taken, some of the panic that is settling in. Somebody told me this week that I should put the church's toilet paper on lockdown so people don't steal it. Oh, that's a great place to start playing. That just... It's just how people are responding to this is quite fascinating, to be honest. But it just makes me want to walk through a, a restaurant that's a ghost town and just say, peace, be still. Walk through the Walmart. <laughs> peace, be still. To walk through my home. Peace, be still. To walk through our church and just declare, peace, be still. How many of you believe that God can demonstrate his power in the midst of any storm? And whenever he does so, listen, peace is always on the hills of his power. So what am I encouraging you to do? Be in touch with the power of God. Be in touch with his presence.
How many of you know somebody right now that doesn't know the Lord that is really in fear about all of this? I do. Peace be still. Would you stand with me this morning? Come on, would you lift a hand all across this place? Just a short message to give us time to get right back into God's presence. I'm going to tell you, there's a power for us to touch today. There's a purpose for us to feel. There's a perspective for us to embrace. There's the practice of peace for us to commit to. But above and beyond it all, listen, peace is part of your inheritance. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. We're going to go into a couple of songs of worship. And no, out of wisdom, we're not going to lay hands on anybody today. But that does not mean that as we're worshiping, if you need to step out around this altar and seek the Lord, these altars are open for you to really get in touch with the presence of God that produces peace in your life. Pastor Josh, worship team, you ready? Come on, church. Let's just continue to worship him this morning.